we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Episode 607 of the League Cast Podcast. I am Colton Blue Basket Sweat, and joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. That's right, I'm going way back. That's not even your... <laughs> I was going to say you brought that's, it back. That's not even your summoner name anymore. When was the last time that was my summoner name? I don't know, six years ago we've been playing this game for too long. Like 2016 or something like that? <laughs> True, but you know, it, you're, you're always that in my head a little bit. Uh, but before we get too off the rails, we're going to do a quick rundown of the show, tell you what we got for you. We have a little bit of League Cast news, some new news, including patch 13.19, which is the world's patch, I believe. We're going to hear from our friends at NordVPN. We're going to do a little bi-weekly discussion, guaranteed guffaw, if you will. We don't have a whole lot of competitive league, but we do have a roundtable. And lastly, mail fight. But before we get to all that, Aiden, how was your week? Mike was good. I played almost no league. Um, I did I play any? <laughs> yes. I think I played one. I played. Well, oh yeah, we played flex. Okay, so I played one like mid account game and that didn't go well. I was like, damn, that was a bad use of my time. And then we played flex, and then I was like, damn, that was a bad use of my time. <laughs> I, it was like, all right, flex is all right. Uh, I, I think I very much was, I had an existential moment of like, this should be the most fun that I could have playing league with my friends. Uh, and I was like, the game that I fucking just smashed lane, I was like, I didn't enjoy this still, <laughs> which is which is crazy. Um, and then I played some community games, which were good. I still think that is my favorite way of playing League, so I'll probably continue to do those again. So stay tuned to our Discord. Um, and then I just recently, before the show, I was like, I have an hour to kill. Um, I should play a game on my AD carry account. And I played the Vayne build because it gets nerfed tomorrow. Uh, Static Shiv into Trinity Force. And I fucking smashed because AD Carry is a strong role that does a billion damage. I did like 60,000 damage in that game or some shit. Yeah, um, but you wouldn't have been able to if the mid laner had gotten one kill in the entire game. And they just 100 to zero you. They had a 7 and 1 fiddlesticks, uh, right, at one point. And there was a fight where he he ulted in. Um, and he like, he, like, fucking won him. He won him with, like, half his ultimate, right? And I was like, fuck, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But then, you know what I did? I just positioned around it for the rest what? of the game. 
You can't do that. You can't. You can't. I bought a, I bought the scrying orb and I put it in bushes that I thought he'd be in. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, I, I built Wit's End. I built uh, uh, not Ma. I built um, QSS. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then I never died to him again. Wild. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Should make a Reddit post about uh, that. <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, not too much leak. I played uh, some other games though. I pl- I pl- I started playing and played all the way through Lies of P, which is like a new Souls type game uh, by a different developer, and that game was fucking awesome. Uh, highly recommend anyone who likes like Souls games. Uh, it was just as good as like any of like the the mainline Souls games in my opinion. Very cool. And they also like have like a lot of quality of life things that people they don't do in Souls games because uh, they have their formula and they're gonna stick with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> so uh, it's nice seeing like a different take. There's definitely mechanics that I could, I could would rather have a Souls take on it, but like there's lots of stuff that I'm like, thank God this is a different developer. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely things yeah that survive from like one game to the next in certain series and you're like please like just change it i don't i don't care if that means that four is going to be different than one two three just just give us the better version please yeah one thing that's like pretty like i think a lot of people resonate with so in souls games if you like do a boss it's behind like a gate sort of mm-hmm. thing and like then uh, you go into the gate and you fight them over and over again until you beat them and you you have souls and when you die you lose all your souls and they're kind of your currency to level up so in the regular souls games if you die to a boss your souls are in the gate so you have to to get your souls back you have to go back into the gate claim them and then fight the boss and beat him to like get yeah. it right and you're kind of in this loop of like i'm gonna just slam my head into this boss until i beat him because i'm not gonna miss out on my 20k souls that i like lost dying yeah right? whereas this game uh it spawns the souls outside of the boss arena uh so if you do if you are like stuck to him you can go holy fuck i i'm just gonna take my souls i'm gonna go buy something go buy some upgrades then i'll come back you don't feel like you're locked into this for like hours which is i feel like it's such a nice quality of life definitely yeah if you yeah end up fighting one and you're just like man okay maybe i'm a little under leveled or like need to go like you said get better different gear yeah Um, yeah that's i i've i've not played that but that sounds very frustrating to be like well i guess i just have to keep doing this one yeah, you either just keep doing it or you just like give up all the things that you worked for. It's like, uh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> that's a rough uh, Do scenario. Do they then so. like expire uh, after a while or? Uh, so the, in the all the games, same with like Souls games, uh, if you die, the ones that are on the ground will expire. So you have to pick them up. You can't like die twice and have two different gotcha. souls, yeah, like yeah. spots on the ground. Uh, it's cool though. Very good mechanic. Um, other than that though, not too much Lee. Hoping to play a little bit more. I, I mean, I really want to enjoy league of legends i think that my enjoyment to the game is so tied to like ranked progression though uh so i feel like i'm not going to have the enjoyment that i usually do until i start grinding ranked up my main again which i don't think will be until like the world's pass comes out sort of thing yeah but uh that's kind of my week what about you colton i didn't play a whole lot of league this week i think i did a few on my mid account i think i'm down to like emerald one zero points um i played some on my main i've been playing like 80 carry on my main i think i played maybe five or six and like i experienced what i think is like in my opinion the the bigger agency problem with 80 carry and, and i know like that throw that term gets thrown around all the time um but but i think that the vast majority of those complaints are just like you needed to play better in that situation or like mm-hmm. build better or, you know, make better choices. Um, one thing that I think does really severely impact how you are able to play AD carry is the two V two matchup. And particularly yeah. like your, what your support picks. 
um right because like a, a good combo two characters right like let's go lucian nami the the classic sure right yeah. if they if they pick lucian nami and you're like send a misfortune like it, it doesn't really matter if you're playing like like you you can be playing 15 percent better and still lose that lane because their their combo is just 30 percent better um yeah for sure and this matters the higher you go up like we were talking to dan a lot oh, about it sure. that was kind of his main like gripe was that fact that like Dude, if you get a Zara support or like Sona, Sona's the one that like I think like sticks out the most. Even though she's such a traditional support, she's just so weak right now. And there's people who will just like one trick that character, yeah. and it just feels bad. It feels like as an AD carry, your options are limited, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I either need to pick something that's good with this, or just opt into hard losing lane. Um, or in your game where either your son your guy hovers Sony, you're like, oh, that's bad for an AD carry. So then you go, I'll pick Seraphine, and then she switches to Soraka and fucks you. Yeah, that that oh, also that so is funny. is really fun. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, like uh, obviously, part of this issue is that I do play characters that kind of need to succeed in that two v two a little bit more, right? Where it's like, if, if I want to play Nyla, I kind of have to have a, a decent support. Or just like okay, an opt into losing lane, versus I feel like there are other characters where it's like okay, you can pick Ezreal with any support and and do okay. Like you're probably not gonna have kill pressure like you do in some lanes, but I don't know. It's it's just very frustrating because yeah. like I I had like Zareth, like Zyra, Sorak, like Soraka. The game was supposed to be Sona Seraphine bot, and then like. I, I don't know. It's it's very hard to win those lanes. And then like the the one game I had the Zareth support, I picked Jin, and he like trolled the lane, and then turbo roamed, and I was just like two v one, no wave clear as Jin getting dove while he's like get, killing top lane with mm-hmm. a three v one dive, and he's like, what a support gap I'm carrying so hard. It's like I guess like you're doing a lot of damage, but you completely fucked over one person's enjoyment of the game. I do think there is some merit to say that, like, it doesn't totally, like, ruin it, right? It just, like, gives you less, like, options, right? You can win at these things. It's not like these characters are bad. And I think it's a very bad mindset to get into, like, especially at lower levels where I think these matchups matter less. Like, I I, remember, sure, I saw yeah. posts, like, on Twitter where <laughs> it's, like, a Twitter user who's, like, a they're a Zeri Jinx 2 trick, right? Which, <laughs> God, that sounds like it's awful in this current meta. Um, but, like, they're, they're, they're getting mad on Twitter that, like, games are unwinnable for them because sometimes their support will just pick Sona. And it's like, fuck, I understand what you mean, but I don't know if, like, at, like, they're also Silver 4 for context here. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know if, like, the issue at Silver 4 is that your support's picking Sona, right? Like, I, like, maybe, like, the higher and higher you get where, like, stuff's min-max, like, that could be the difference maker. But, like, Sona in Silver 4 is a fucking 52% winner character. Zeri in Silver 4 is a 46% winner character. It feels like, if anything, you're the one picking the wrong thing. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, it also has a lot to do with, like, how familiar that person is on that character and if they know how to play it. Like, the difference between... A Zareth support one trick versus a like a mid player who picked Zareth support because they got filled is yeah. is so different. Like they the amount of pressure they create and like auto attacking and like sp- getting like control over the bushes, it, it's totally different things. Um, but it, it it is very frustrating trying to play to carry when you have like a support that doesn't help you in in, in the ways you need. 
um, right? And that's like the the weird thing where like eighty carry can feel super good because ideally, you know, you have in the first ten minutes of the game one player playing to make your game you know more enjoyable and higher chance of success, and then late game, you know, maybe three or four people all working to make you more effective. Would you say that they should be supporting you in the early they, game? They should be supporting you. <laughs> uh, but a lot of times they don't because they're, they, uh, oh, I had a, I had a Swain support one of the games. That was really fun. He started Q. Uh, so we, we had absolutely no threat or ability to do anything in the, in the early lane. Cause they just got level two chunked us. And, uh, it was, it was super cool. Don't, don't start Q if you're playing Swain support pro tip yeah my whole point is just that i i think that a lot of players like do get in the mindset of like blaming things mm-hmm. that higher player higher yellow players might mention when i don't think a lot of that matters right like there i god do you see the post that i posted uh, earlier the 80 carry mains one yeah. where it's like uh i'm a i'm a one million point jinx so i know how to play the character and it's just like complaining about like how 80 carry is just like on a winnable role or whatever and it's like man like the, the person's bronze three for contacts it's like it's just i don't know man it just feels like you're missing out on so much so many things and clouding your judgment of the game with like these things that maybe just don't matter maybe they matter a little bit but i don't think they matter to the degree that like no yeah and like that that post specifically right he was like i don't know seven kills out of lane and like up cs and then it was like i couldn't carry it took 50 minutes to win the game it's like yeah you did something wrong if you're if you're that ahead on jinx (laughs) like and and this is something where I, i i feel like I I don't feel like I'm a great AD carry player, but I feel like the strengths I have, uh, at, like in in terms of like why I can be successful, is like one I know how to lose gracefully in the role and be like okay cool like I'm shafted in lane I'm not going to be the carry I just need to stand yeah. here and hit the tank or if I'm like playing a character with any kind of CC it's like I just need to be the CC bot. Um, as well as like when I'm ahead, I I play a lot more aggressively than I think ninety percent of AD carry players, um, who like obviously in that role you're used to like standing and back and waiting and waiting and looking for the opportunity. But like if you're ahead, you can step up and like really force the tempo and like make stuff happen. And so many people are afraid to do that. Yeah. Um, no, it's, a, it's a hard thing to know how to do, too. De- definitely, and it, it is also something that, like, a little bit requires team effort, where it's like, if I'm stepping forward and then my entire team runs backwards, that's not good. But if they're, like, just staying even with me, then it's it's doable. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I'll use ARM as a context. I've been playing a shitload of ARMs recently. I still think it's my favorite mode. Like, I'll play, like, carries, and... I'll play as aggressive as possible as carries, and it's fine to play aggressive as carries. It just means that you have, like, your your options are limited if your team is not playing with you, right? Like, definitely, you can fall back so far if you have if you have support. You can only fall back half that distance if you have no support, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, and, and like the burden of execution is higher when you're playing, yeah, forward. But then also you have the ability to do a lot more from that higher risk position. Right, like it's it's the mm, difference between sure. the Ezreal who, like, stands at max Q range only throwing Qs, versus the one that's like, in auto range throwing everything on cooldown and does twice as much damage because he was willing to take that risk. 
Exactly. And I feel like that's in all aspects of League of Legends, not just AD carry. I think AD carry is just an easy one to look at because it's such a, such a frail, like, glass cannon role. But, like, even look at, like, top lane, right? Like, top lane is a role that I would say is the most 1v1 lane in the game. That being said, if you have a jungler babysitting you, dude, the amount of things you can do is crazy. Like, you can just, like, deny, like, infinite amounts of gold. You can, like, set up, like... Uh, positions where your jungle like in pro play you'll see like uh the main role of junglers for top lane in pro play is that they like uh well first of all ganks obviously but second of all they'll, they'll get you out of like bad wave states like that that's like such a huge part of league of legends it just isn't executed all in solo queue yeah. like of any level yeah. <laughs> playing playing around wave states i definitely agree uh this is a, a, like a weird tangent but i i do want to keep talking about it a little bit like the the, the amount of junglers who don't understand that like going to a lane doesn't just have to be get a kill like breaking a freeze or being there for a big crash so you can't get dove or even just like showing up when they're trying to crash the waves they can't Mm -hmm. be ganked right like all of those are huge really impactful things and when executed properly like a lot of times they're worth more than a kill right like if you if you have top lane let's say like two waves stacked third wave coming in and you're you're, you want to crash that and you're playing a character who has like a semblance of dive threat just showing up there and making their top lane or lose three waves is worth way more than if you had gotten a kill i remember trying to explain to people when like the like uh like level three gank jungle meta was like a thing like bot lane of like even if you don't want to level three jungle gank bottom just being around bottom is just as valuable yeah. <laughs> like to like deny it right like like it, it's it's such an interesting game like league's really cool <laughs> like, Definitely. like especially at the fundamental level yeah and there's that just makes me think there have been like weird situations where as i've been jungling against like an aggressive jungler we've both done like one camp and then like let's say i'm playing nunu and he's playing graves and so, like, I finish my red buff, he finishes his blue buff, and he, like, comes in while I'm right about to start Raptors. And there have been certain times where, like, we just both stand there looking at each other for, like, 45 <laughs> seconds. And, like, as as a Nunu, I'm very happy about this. Because the Graves isn't farming. The Graves is doing nothing. And, it, like, right, like, if, if we're five minutes in and we're both level two, that's better for the Nunu player. But so many people just want to like, oh no, something needs to happen or I'll like start this camp or I'll let him take it and go to my top side. Which like sometimes that's the right call. But if, mm-hmm. if like, if, if they just want to waste their time there with you, again, depends on the matchup, right? Like if you're Lee Sin in this situation and, and you're doing nothing in the first five minutes, you need to get the fuck out of there and find some other path. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's Dude, just wild. It's like so fucking cool. Like even stuff like like you finish your full clear by finishing Krugs or whatever, and most people recall it Krugs after they finish Krugs, right? Um, but what you'll see like high level players do if they if they think there's a semblance of a gank top, they'll just walk towards top and recall in top bush instead. And it's like the idea of just being there and having that pressure is so crazy. It's just like it's this like unheard of like unspoken value. Definitely. <laughs> Ah, oh, fuck. We're talking about your week, by the way. True, we are talking about my week. Hey, I played Baldur's Gate as well. I've been still playing a good amount of that game. Um, I am, I think, almost done with Act 3. Uh, you know, it's, 
as far as I know, I have like two or three little side quests and then um like one big plot line to resolve. Yeah. Um where it's like I need to fight like one big bad and then that's the step to like the next big bad. But I, I don't know, man. It might <laughs> there there might be another fucking twenty hours of content after that step. We'll we'll see how it goes. I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, still definitely some little things in the game that are frustrating, but they have been kind of continually patching the game and, and fixing some of it. Uh, one that's been really frustrating me lately is the pathing, where on the character you're controlling, it won't do like smart, reasonable pathing, but it will when people follow you. So like when people follow you, they know don't jump off the cliff, take the ladder that's right there. But sometimes yeah. if you're doing it, your main character will not do that. And so I had that happen where it's like, oh, I need to reload this because my guy just decided instead of taking like three ladders to just jump off and take like 80 points of falling damage. That's it. Like really, really. Or I I had a, a quest where I was like trying to save uh, these people. I, I don't want to be spoilery, but like there's a machine that when you destroy it, it explodes and these people that I'm helping built this machine. They know how it works, but they keep running in it, like running in after it when it's low health. It's like, like <laughs> these suicidal characters who now I'm having to like burn spell slots or like shove them away from it. It's like, come on. Like, really? What? <laughs> so dumb. Anyway, that's my week with a, a whole lot of tangents in between that. Uh, we want to thank our newest patron, Black Wax, and uh, uh, oh, there's two, <laughs> and Diana. Thank you guys for uh, for the support. We really appreciate it. Do you want to tell us about some leakcast news? Yeah, uh, only bit of leakcast news is still. Hey, to go to go on our Discord. We're doing a trivia night at some point, and uh, you can help by submitting trivia questions. We have fifty-two submissions so far for trivia. Um, the the idea is that there's going to be a trivia night. It's going to be uh, one hundred and sixty-five questions, one question for every single character. So if you have a good trivia fact for a character that you know, you should go to our Discord and submit a trivia fact. It's in our announcements channel. Once we get like a hundred, so I'll, I'll start filling out like the extras or whatever. Um, also, we're currently running a thing that from now until uh what's the next month Oct october uh until october 1st if you fill out a trivia fact uh or as many as you want you'll be entered into a draw for a mystery skin so if you want a chance of getting a mystery skin right now if you submit you'll have like a one in 50 chance of getting it or if you submit two you'll have like a one in 25 percent uh chance of getting it. or if you submit like four it's like it, one in like 12 dude like these chances are pretty high to get a mystery skin right now if you start submitting good trivia for our trivia yeah. night. Uh, so go into our discord uh send us a trivia question uh trivia night will be fun probably like late october early november once i get 165 questions made uh thank you for sure all right on into patch 13.19 the league of legends world championship patch Woo. Woo. hey it's world's time you know what that means wait no this is a nerf to his ear i just assumed it was a buff because it's world's <laughs> time <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. A little bit of a cooldown nerf to Azir's Q. It scales down to the same, but is a little bit weaker early, so he can't poke quite as hard. Cool. 
Um, Briar is getting some nerfs. Her attack speed growth is decreased. Her W healing is decreased. Her damage against minions and monsters is increased. Her maximum health percent damage against monsters and uh, minions is decreased. And various quality of life changes and bug fixes. Uh, she's pretty strong. Uh, she's a character who started out at... 39% win rate uh, and she is now like a 52% win rate character and kind of climbing still uh, so I'm glad they're nerfing her she's pretty strong <laughs> yeah she's very strong and like when she gets ahead it's it's tough like obviously if you have the CC tool or the mobility to kite it's great but if you don't happen to have those things it's like okay, cool she's just gonna get on me and I die like yeah uh, up next, we've got Galio. His ultimate is receiving a 20 cooldown decrease at every rank. So, Faker uh, buff. Faker buff. Big, big worlds. Um, I, I don't know if this is going to be like a huge change. Like, it doesn't make his laning, like, nothing changes other than the time frame to make plays, which, like, it, it is still a big buff, but. It's not an ability that you use on cooldown either, yeah. so like that's another thing to take into consideration for sure. Um, cool. Next is Gangplank. He's getting his R cooldown decrease, Death's Daughter upgrade slow increased, and Ray's Morale upgrade movement speed uh, increase. I love the idea of up, uh, buffing his like upgrades. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Jin ultimate damage is increased by quite a bit. It's like a good amount. It's not like people are like, this is going to make Jin meta. You should always play Lethality Jin after this. It's it's 14 damage per bullet. Obviously, the bullets also have like the, what, they can do triple damage if the enemy's 1% one, 1 HP or whatever. So let's just say they do 28 extra damage level 1 per bullet. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah like, like <laughs> it, it definitely is a significant buff, but I also don't think we're going to see a world where like level 6 Jin with a Doran's blade just presses R and kills you, right? Like, yeah, that's not that's not gonna happen. Um, but I I did play a game of Jin and I am excited to play a little bit more Jin. I think he's a really fun character to play. It feels so good when you're hitting W's and your ult. Yeah. Cool. Um, next is LeBlanc. I want to talk a little bit about this one. Like, uh, I'm actually gonna title the episode related to this because I think it's interesting. So. LeBlanc is getting her attack speed ratio decreased, her attack speed growth increased, her AD growth decreased, her mana growth decreased, her mana regen growth decreased, her W magic damage increased, and her E magic damage increased. So the idea is they want to push her more towards the mage build and away from the, if you were out of the loop, uh, there's currently the best in slot LeBlanc build, maybe best in game build uh, right now, is building Static Shiv into Trinity Force, into Hallbreaker as top LeBlanc, and kind of playing a split push, uh, poking auto attack uh, type LeBlanc build. We've seen LeBlanc builds like this for years uh <laughs> it's just like obviously with trinity force and how good static shiv is it's it's pretty gross on her um so they're doing this in the fact that they're giving her less mana growth so you have to build you have to build mana items so that you actually have mana on her they're making it so that she has better ap ratios on her abilities so you want to build ap they're nerfing her attack speed so that it feels worse to build attack speed on her uh, all these changes are kind of put to push her in line um to build mage and they are pretty heavy-handed i was talking about this with nick on the discord um it feels like like her attack speed ratio went from 0.62 to 0.4, which is the probably the biggest attack speed ratio nerf I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so I, I think that's pretty heavy-handed, but they also just, like, this is the pat last patch before Worlds, so they kind of just want to make sure that it's not going to be an issue. So, right, so they're going to go heavy-handed with it. Um, and I think it's interesting. 
why can some build not exist, right? I think this is a good example of like, it's super not fun to play against, um, but why are Riot so heavy handed in making certain builds forbidden, if you will? Yeah, it's tough. Cause like, I feel like for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of like only gutting and destroying the ones that I think are, are really anti-fun um, and I think like this LeBlanc build is a good example of it because the you, you don't really get to interact with this character in a super meaningful way if she's playing it well, right? She's like instantly clearing waves. And unless you have two dashes on four second cooldowns, there's no way you can actually like keep up with her. Um, mm-hmm. And so you're just kind of sitting there like waiting for her to kill you or like attempting to clear waves that I don't think makes for like very good or fun League of Legends, um, you yeah. know, in, in the same way that like it, trying to defend your tower while Muramana Ludens like Kaisa W's are flying at you from off screen, and like she's taking the dragon while you're trying to defend mid tower, but you're getting chipped for a third of your health per W. Like those just aren't yeah. fun to play against. And, you know, I, I, I'm definitely like, okay with this. It's, it's tough because right. Like I want to be able to like build weird things, like do off meta stuff. And I think a lot of that exists and is definitely still playable. Um, right. Like AP Varus exists. Um, and I don't think that's a particularly fun playstyle, but at least like he has to hit that, that ability, and be a little bit closer than like the, the Kaisa example. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like like stuff like that, like they'll they'll nerf, right? Like they'll nerf AP Vars so it's playable but is less good. It feels like this is like we are just it, it's it doesn't exist, right? Like that's what they're just trying to do. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that maybe is because it's worlds, but it feels like it's like it's just forbidden, right? Which I, I've always liked the idea of playing like on hit LeBlanc. It's kind of fun and goofy. Um, I definitely think it's too strong in this state, but like it's weird how much they're changing here. And I do think you you brought up a good point about like it's the counterplay to it, right? She has two dashes. She can kind of do it. Um, one thing that fucking no one brings up is she has one of the lowest in the entire game, like auto attack wind up. Um, so you can like go like one third of like the animation through your auto attack and then pop back with your W and your auto attack will go through, uh, which is just super valuable, especially when it's like a blink backwards. So it's like you're available to be hit for like a quarter second, right? Mm. And then you're back into safety and your auto attack went off, which has a Trinity Force proc and proc static shift. Like that's pretty gross. Yeah, and, and like, even it, even at a high level of play, like the because of how short that auto attack window is, even if you like frame one click her, your windup will still be going by the time she gets out of your yeah. range and can cancel it. And it's like, I, I, I obviously think Riot's moving like quickly because like they, they saw this build pop up mid last week and they were able to get changes out this quick, which is crazy. Uh, super like props to them. But like in my perfect world, you don't just make it unplayable. You give it counterplay, right? Like in my perfect world, what you do is you make her auto attack wind up like twice as long. She has to commit way more time to her auto attack than she currently should right so if she wants to go for a w into auto attack you can hit her you can hit her back right like right now there's just no way to hit her back i feel like if there was ways to hit her back like she had to commit more to getting auto attacks off then this build would be so much less 
miserable to play against. Yeah, like <laughs> even or even you could just make it so that her W, like she has to be there for a half a second, three quarters of a second before she can jump yeah. back. The Z lockout. <laughs> yeah, right. And it like if you if you do that, it doesn't even change like actual AP LeBlanc because that combo is W mimicked W and then you jump back to the original one, right? So if it was a, if it was, let, let's say, like a two thirds of a second lockout, by the time you finish your second W and then QE, like your first W is already off cooldown, you can go back to it. Um, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, definitely they're trying to push her into more of an AP build. Um, I think, you know, with what they're doing to her base stats, right? Her attack speed, if you're not building any attack speed, doesn't really change. A little bit weaker early but evens out is the intent and then if you are building attack speed i think it's less effective now is the idea because your your base is lower yeah yeah it multiplies by a lower number yeah. right is the idea um you know i think that you know part of this leblanc has always had like a high base attack speed and pretty quick auto attack animation because her wave clear is pretty poor otherwise um with the the buff to her w it's gonna obviously impact her wave clear a little bit better but it's yeah it's one of those weird ones where like you know she has high attack speed and a good attack animation because she needs that to clear waves but then it turns into oh well i could just play this you know like an 80 carry build and that that becomes problematic especially when that that build allows you to go into stuff like hull breaker and not only do you have two dashes on like eight second cooldowns but also you're very tanky yeah i was also reading their little blurb as well so the change to her attack speed and her attack speed growth will result in identical auto attacks per second for leblanc unless she acquires bonus attack speed yeah that's cool that's a really cool way of doing it so if you're just playing just a mage leblanc player you shouldn't feel any difference here other than like the mana growth being lower and then the buffed ap ratios but yeah all right that's cool. Uh, I, I am, though, kind of excited with the AP ratio buffs to maybe see some regular AP LeBlanc at Worlds. She's cool. She's really fun yeah, to watch. Definitely. Up next, Lee Sin. Base armor increased. W lifesteal and spell vamp increased. E magic damage increased. Some, some buffs all around to Lee Sin. So he's going to have a much healthier clear. And it's going to be just a little bit faster. Oh, no, no. E... It says it's increased, but then look at the... It's supposed to be nerfed. I know that from Freak's thing. Okay, so, so the, the... It was a compensation nerf, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it, it says the damage is increased, but it's actually not. Uh, it looks like it's going down by a little bit. Um, so he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll be a little bit more survivable. Yeah, cool. Uh, Lissandra W root duration is being increased by 0.15 seconds at every rank, which is awesome. Uh, I'm excited to see Lissandra. I think she's really, really good as a counter pick mid. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. New, new E AP ratio increased from 10% up to 15%. Um, and that's actually pretty significant because that's, I think per snowball, yeah, they have the total damage there. Uh, the ratio went from total 0.9 to uh, 1.35. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, pike, health growth increased. W cooldown decreased. Nice little pike buffs. Yep. 
Rek'Sai, passive heal is decreased, Q damage is decreased, unburrow movement speed decreased, and unburrow base damage increased. So mostly nerfs um, with the strength of the stride breaker Rek'Sai build, they need to bring her down. I think especially, yeah, they're saying in high elo, Rek'Sai is an absolute terror. Uh, I think Rek'Sai has been a terror in high elo for like four years, but... Yeah, especially since the like the Prowlers change where they like buffed her in compensation. Mm-hmm. Like she got fucking crazy and she's been crazy since. Um, next is Renekton, who I think this is, this is another freak insight one where I think having the freak patch previews are, have been so great. So the idea is Renekton pretty uh, agreed upon is that he's going to be like pick ban at worlds for like top lane he's just so good right now he can be picked and do a lot of stuff so they're nerfing his magic resist by four base to they're okay with him being pick ban or like really really strong but if you pick renekton you should open yourself up to counters or in this case magic damage counters. so like the gwens and the cannons and the rumbles etc so it's cool like if you pick this character these are the characters that can be picked against you definitely yeah and it it brings us back to the nice rose colored glasses of like season three top lane where you had your little your little top lane triangle where if if they pick Renekton I pick this but if they pick this I pick this. Was it? It was Mundo Shivana. Mundo Shivana Renekton. Yeah, I yeah. think they're like the big three where it's like I think Shivana beat the Mundo, Mundo beat the Renekton, and Renekton beat the Shivana. Yeah, that's that, 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 that was that triangle. <laughs> um but yeah definitely i i do like this to be like we're okay with him being strong but again like he's strong into other bruisers like physical damage bruisers and so you can either like hey i'm gonna take the skill check and still play aurelia into this or you can pick something else that's a little bit better versus him syndra q magic damage increased by a flat five per orb. Let's go. Woo! Uh, Twitch is getting our missile speed increased from 4,000 to 5,000. Uh, once again, using Freak's Insight, it, it's really the idea of, like, he, it's okay that if someone, like, if a Ramus queues and he can dodge your autos by, like, moving really fast, but, like, someone shouldn't be able to dodge your autos by moving diagonally from you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you're committing an ultimate. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, I bet, I bet you uh, a certain somebody has a clip of them dodging every single Twitch ult because they used Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zeri, base movement speed decreased by five. Hey, a, a movement speed nerf game is... The, the patch notes are after me, man. They know. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, next, this one's huge. Uh, this is oh. random items. Uh, Randomance is getting 300 gold removed from its cost, uh, so it's just 10% cheaper now. Uh, dude, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. Uh, so... Th- once again, like, dude, fucking, I, I'm gonna keep jerking off Freak because I think he's like he's doing a lot for the game. It, the idea is like, hey, uh, double marksman's good in League of Legends right now, and he's fine with double marksman being good, like Tristana mid, AD carry bottom or whatever. But if you're committing to that, there should just be things to counter it, right? So like, making Randuin's a much more a purchasable item will, like, it, it's like a pseudo nerf to playing double AD comps, right? So yeah, it's cool, very cool change. Part of me sees this and like. Uh... <laughs> Nick and I had played a game of flex and we were against Leona Alistar bottom. So I had to, I, I was playing Nyla. Um, so I had to go like a weird tenacity, like pseudo tank build. This makes me want to like 
theory craft a build where it's like I go like Tabby's Randuin's Death Dance and just like be obviously like way less damage, but just I'll never die. Dude, twenty seven hundred gold is so cheap for like the best in slot counter to create. Yeah, so, like, that's, that's I, crazy. I I think there's a world where like a a bruiser Nyla exists with this, um, especially when like you were saying, there's in a lot of games going to be another eighty carry, so you don't have to go that pure damage route. Okay, cool. Uh, Seeker's arm guard armor is going up by five. Cool. Uh, static shiv, uh, electrocute shock damage to minions reduced by 50. Uh, I don't know. Like once again, like I, all this matters is based on breakpoints, which I think they've nerfed it enough times that breakpoints are coming, man. Like you might have to like hit a wave three times with the static shiv proc to kill like minions sometimes, which is crazy. Yeah. Ugh. But like the, the fact is most characters, it's still one auto then use whatever wave clear ability you have. Right, yeah, it's still so weird that this this item they're not just nerfing like they buffed base stats on it twice now, right? And like nerfed the static shiv part of it. It feels like just the the item just needs to not be like efficient, like as a like stat item, mm -hmm. right? Like it needs to give less AD, less attack speed, less crit, uh, whatever. Um, is it crit? I think it's crit, yeah. right? Is it? Maybe it's not crit. Um, okay. either way, it's like it's so weird that like i mean I, I understand that they like don't want it being built on like mid laners and shit like leblanc and shit but like it's just so weird that like this item is just an efficient ad carry item that they buy for a item because it gives 80 attacks we crit <laughs> yeah and i think we talked about this last show there are other ways you can do this as well besides nerfing the damage right where it's like okay right now the shock is 150 damage and that's probably like every seven seconds maybe yeah something right like where it's like you could just change it so that it does like a hundred damage every third auto yeah right or it could be you know like we we're saying it, it it shocks the two closest things or it, it has a very small radius so it's like it'll shock the melees but not the ranged if the minions are are clumped in a normal way right like there, yeah, there's a lot cool. of other solutions to this that i think would be a lot better and would make it much more of an 80 carry item right like if it was if it was it shocks every third auto they could probably still like leave it at this number even though 80 carries could then proc it like twice three times as fast because the mid laners don't get to do that yeah that's the other th way to think about it yeah or that's cool. they have to then invest in way more attack speed instead of getting to go static shiv into whatever the fuck they want yeah anyway cool. uh there's some aram adjustments some minimum spec yada yada behavioral systems i think is this yeah so they're, they're adding a system where uh there's a punishment that is basically hey you need to go play normal games and not be toxic if you want to go back to ranked yeah I think it's a, I think it's a good system. I think it's better than like just making people muted or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah, and, and there's like the one side of the coin where like this just makes normal games more toxic on average. But I think for the most part, a lot of the players who are perpetually very toxic are also like addicted to ranked and want yeah. to get back and see number go up. So maybe they'll be yeah. on their best behavior. I feel like they have to win the games too or something. Um, 
Get rid of your restriction. It doesn't say it here, but I'm pretty sure in the original games, thing. Yeah. I could have sworn, like, the original thing they said it was, fu- like, get to win. Because, like, ideas, you could just, like, fucking fuck off and do whatever. Yeah, I would, I would hope yeah. that it's some semblance of maybe not that you have to win, but, like, play five like, games. And, yeah, you can't 15 minutes. Like, if you 15 minutes surrender, it doesn't count. And if you were, like, reported by two of your teammates, it doesn't count. Ooh, yeah, I like the idea. If you get reported by like two people, it doesn't. That's actually that's actually a that, really good yeah. Idea. Like that's what I would like to see with the system, which they might already have something like that. But right, yeah, it's like if 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 you're reported by at least two players in the game, you were probably if you know maybe it's not a bannable thing, but like you were being toxic if two people reported you. Fringe yeah, fringe cases, maybe least. you were just playing playing poorly. Certainly, that can draw reports as well because people are kind of dumb. But yeah. Like, yeah, if, if they do that, then I think that would have these people actually maybe improve their behavior a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, next one is the ping adjustment thing. So this one's, uh, there's a lot of feedback here. Um, so this comes from a rider saying, hey, uh, we are making a change where you can no longer kind of ping your allies' states. So you can't ping your allies' items. You can't ping your ally, like, just their icon. So it says, like, Jarvan alive or Jarvan responding in 15 seconds um you can't ping like their alts it's pretty well it's pretty well like the idea is people most of the time use this as a you're a fucking idiot your alts up hey you're a fucking idiot you just died sort yeah, of no, mechanic nobody um, pings like nice bot you you got frozen heart that was really smart ping 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 it, nobody does that yeah it's, what the fuck you built more like, drinker you're an idiot there are things that are useful from it, right? Like, I think the idea of, like, there are times where you want to communicate the idea of your your top laner is spawning in five seconds, so you ping them and it says five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, and then you ping their TP, and it shows, like, as a they spawn in five seconds, they're going to TP into the fight, um, which I think you're losing, which is a little sad, but, dude, the majority of the time that this is used is just, like, to try to make your teammates feel bad, which, like, I don't know. We don't deserve mechanics like this. Is that how people are going to use them? A little bit. I would have much rather have seen what happens if they changed it so that, like, you can only ping these things once, right? That would be, yeah, I like right? that, like, that's, actually. That's, that's, that's the way to do this, is in, in my opinion, is just, like, all of these things that they're saying you can't ping anymore, just be like, you can only ping once every five seconds. Yeah. Um, because, again, like, losing that functionality as... Uh, you know, obviously, like, I am a player who's done both. I have pinged the ultimate because, like, you're a moron, you didn't cast it. And I've pinged the ultimate to be like, hey, uh, Shen ult is up. Let's go for this play. Um, but I, I, I do think, like, taking that away really sucks for the people who are using it effectively in, in a non-toxic way. Right? Like, the, the speed at which you can ping somebody's ultimate ability versus being, like, Shen ult up in 10 or, like, having to ask them is is a, such a pain which i think you can still ping that stuff but it'll only show to yourself I, I i think i saw that somewhere or heard that outside of that we've got some accessibility updates bug fixes quality of life yada yada and skins and chromas we've got la illusion nidalee la illusion renata Ziggs, Kiana, Draven, and Nar, as well as a prestige Renata skin all in that skin line. Um, they look pretty cool. Looks like they all come with several chromas. And it looks like we also have a couple other chromas coming out for 
Fiora, Kaisa, LeBlanc, Lucian, Malphite, Sejuani, Set, Vayne, and Yumi. It looks like they're adding a lot of those for the world's skins. It, dude, I, yeah, I've had this conversation so many times with people. Do you think if they introduced Bait as like a different icon that didn't originally look like a noose, um, it would be used as no. like poorly? And the, <laughs> dude, if, they, if it, like from the very beginning, it was just a it was just a fish. Yeah, that's all it was, right? Like, dude, it, it wouldn't be getting removed right now. <laughs> I mean, I, people would definitely be telling you to fish yourself, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like it wouldn't be like used as like the kill yourself ping. <laughs> like, yeah, it's what well, it's, it's wild. I don't know. They fucked up so hard with that. That's crazy. <laughs> cool. These skins are sick, actually. By the way. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah. that is it for patch 13.9, and we're going to jump over into our friends at NordVPN, who are once again supporting our show and giving you guys a really nice deal on their really good product. Uh, if you're not familiar, NordVPN provides the highest quality encryption and uh, VPN services. They also have password manager. They've got uh, a data breach scanner to see if your information has been leaked. They've got Nord Locker to store your files securely on the cloud. They've got a whole bunch of services, but most popular of all, what they're known for is the VPN service. You can connect to servers all across the country, all across the world. You can get really quick speeds. You can change your IP address, your physical location, protect your privacy, your browsing data, all that good stuff. You can get content that's geo-locked. Um, all of that is available to our listeners at our special link, nordvpn.com forward slash leaguecast. You're going to get four bonus months added to a two-year plan. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leaguecast, where you'll get four bonus months on a two-year plan. All of that is risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. One more time, that is nordvpn.com forward slash leaguecast. Thanks, Nord. Yeah, perfect. Uh, do we want to move into some little uh, guaranteed guffaws, bi-weekly discussions? Uh, I have two little ones. Sure. Uh, I feel like we talked about this first one at the top of the show, so maybe we could kind of continue yeah. that conversation uh, about agency. Big buzzword right now. Yeah. It's a buzzword for every role, too. Like, that's the weird part, is apparently no role has agency, other than junglers, if you're not a jungler. Everyone, everyone who isn't a jungler thinks jungles the has the most agency the junglers tell me it doesn't actually have that much agency um but uh, <laughs> my whole funny, yeah. <laughs> my whole thing is i think every role has agency mm-hmm. um and maybe they have like slightly less than other ones but like not enough to affect your climb i think overall like if you look at challenger there's everyone from every role like there's like 20 there's like i think when i checked a little bit ago out of the top 100 there's like 1980 carries there was like 18 top laners there was like 22 junglers there was like 20 mid laners it was like pretty balanced or something like that right like it's pretty fair um and i i've been discussing this a lot and i think like people underestimate their agency um and underestimate how much they can accomplish just by playing smarter better more precise consistently right absolutely yeah um i, I think again it, it is a 5v5 game where it is relatively balanced in terms of role strength and agency. And I think a lot of times people conflate the idea of agency with being able to win any game from any point. And I think mm-hmm. particularly like that second one of like from any point 
there are going to be games that you just can't win from minute one. And there are going to be certain games where at 20 minutes in, you know, with the state that things are, you're down 15 K gold. They have soul. Like you just can't win that game from there. That being said, yeah, for sure. That's not most games. And, you know, part of that equation is the enemy team using those things effectively, which they don't, um, right? Like it's, it's a match made game with relatively equal skill levels in every game they're going to be making just as many mistakes as you are that you know those mistakes that that put you behind are also the mistakes they're going to make while ahead that let you even things out um but again yeah like a role having agency does not mean you can win any game right like there there are just games let's say i'm playing 80 carry where the top laner actually goes 010 the mid laner actually goes 010 and the jungler is down two levels in 50 cs and that's probably yeah, like one sure. in a hundred games and won't affect my climb at all or maybe it's one in 10 games but also one in 10 games i get that on my team and it evens out <laughs> yeah and it's funny because like you, let's just say like that exact game happens you have to play it out a thousand times and your goal is to find the way to affect the game the most and maybe you can't win any of them maybe you can't win any of the thousand because your teammates are always going to like lose lane they're always gonna die to the ganks or whatever but like in theory you could if you like played the same game a thousand times you could figure out ways to make it closer and closer yeah i think (laughs) think that's actually honestly another like good exercise we talked about this last show of like for particularly like for i think 80 carry we're talking about like if deft stepped into this game at this position like could they win the game from here and the answer is is normally yes right across like 99% 99% of ELOs, 99% of games, Deft could win that game. Um, yeah, which isn't to say that, like, you had you to play like Deft, but it's to say that there obviously are decisions that could be made to win. Yeah, and I right? think... Like, the game wasn't unwinnable. Yeah, I think another framework that would be interesting as, as a mental exercise is, like, if you if you took the state you're in now and and you you had, like, you know, you're, you're in a time loop, loop movie, you're in Groundhog Day... And you get to to play from the 13-minute mark in this game a thousand times in a row. Do you legitimately think that you're losing a thousand out of a thousand? You don't think one of those games you win? Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Like, assuming your team, like, does the exact same thing. Like, there's, I mean, I do this a lot as a top lane player, like, especially since I play top lane tanks. Like, there's games where I'm like, okay, top lane's kind of borked. Mid's, like, fed. Bottom's fed. What I think is my highest win con decision here is just flipping a gank mid, right? And if it goes bad, it's bad, man. Because now I've given top even like more of an advantage, or I've let top catch up or whatever. But like, you you just have to find the ways that get you back into games, right? Like, like if if I was playing the same game a hundred times in a row, I would try a lot of those different flip ganks, right? I would try like invades on the enemy jungle, like cheese things. I would maybe try to like sit in lane and farm up some games. Like I, there's so many decisions that you can make in League of Legends. It's crazy to think that you'd lose every single scenario. <laughs> yeah, and again, right? Like that's not to say that you're gonna get that one out of a thousand every time, but like you can work to improve as a player to turn that from one in a thousand to one in five hundred to one in a hundred, right? And then like that's how you improve over time and and again you know you don't need to play perfectly but in every game there are areas where you could have played better and it it might not change the outcome of this game but there are games that will uh and i don't know 
Yeah, I mean, I was playing on a EUS account, right? I was playing 150 ping EUS games from like NA, and the whole goal of that account was what's the win rate I can get while like while climbing, right? And it the uh, top this is at the time where like top lane was kind of seen, especially tanks, like as like pretty low agency, and I I just didn't really believe that. Like, there's so many like. I think people use agency to cover up a lot of their mistakes, right? Like, my whole thing is, like, if I don't make mistakes, right? Like, I don't die to dumb shit, I don't overextend, I still win lane, I still get advantages, and I, like, uh, push those advantages onto my team, like, how can I do? And I have, like, a 9.5 KDA playing Tom Kench top on that account, right? Like, it's, it's fucking, like, it playing an Emerald games, but, like, uh, I'm playing 150 ping, like, games and i have a nine and a half kda and you know why it's because i don't take dumb decisions right i i try to minimize as many mistakes as possible and turns out you can win a whole lot of fucking games when you do that <laughs> yeah definitely and it's yeah, crazy I mean, again, focusing on like your own play minimizing your mistakes is highly effective and the players who do that and do that consistently get better at the game and they climb and the players who perpetually blame you know jungle gap support gap mid diff oh my character is just weak right now oh your character's op that builds up like when you always find excuses you're never identifying the weaknesses in your gameplay that are losing you games yeah i completely agree i think every role has agents that's like my whole thing is like, i just think that like people use that as a cope that's the kind of the thing i wanted people to get across yeah. is like Man, your role has agency, like, so much of the time. Yeah. And Just, I, like, play less bad. I think another thing, right, is, like, let's assume a perfectly balanced world where, like, every every player has 20% impact on the outcome of the game, right? Like, of the five players on my team, there there are certainly situations where, like, because of, let's say, we, we talked about at the beginning of the show, like, your support picks something that's, like, really not an ideal lane matchup. Or maybe you're, like, playing a heavy ganking jungler and your top and mid both pick something without any CC. So, like, I can't gank those lanes, right? Like, maybe that 20 goes down to 18, 17, but it's not, like, it's it's never dropping lower than 15. Yeah, when we did that, uh, how, like, we did that study or, like, that, like... A little uh, survey, yeah, of, like, how survey. much impact does each role have. It was really funny seeing people rate, like, a role at, like, 5%. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything is lower than, like, 17% ever, even if, like, you're put behind. Yeah, unless you are making, like, <laughs> the only way it goes below that is if you're the one <laughs> making decisions to put it below yeah. that. Like, like, you're choosing to play Yumi top, right? <laughs> and then you're, like, top points agency so low. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's, again, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. I've said it so many times. There, there is really, really something to players who know how to just, like, sit there and get shafted and then win the game anyway, right? And, like, I, I think particularly I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke fun at a, at a good friend of ours, Trevor, um, who does not know how to do that. He does, like, if he's behind, he just is, like freaking out needing to get come back in the game it's like we, we you can win without being the carry yeah, it's a hard thing for a lot of people especially if they like like, like play carry roles like ad carry is a great example mm -hmm. right like uh, outside of like what Jin is probably Jin and ash are probably Jin's honestly ash is a pretty good carry too yeah like Jin is a pretty pretty utility based he, like the like most of them need gold they, they do, do stuff. but again like you can you can play zaya or kaisa or misfortune like in a supportive way or very much from behind 
it's it's again you're just like you're not going to get the triple kill in the team fight you're going to do 1900 damage to a tank and then die but then that tank goes down and you guys win the fight <laughs> right like like that's yeah. I, I don't know it's it, people just i mean everyone wants to be the main character right um and i think being able to like <laughs> not have that perspective and just work towards the win is tough especially with as much ego gets thrown around in league where it's like the the top laner who's really ahead because he got all the jungle jungle pressure is probably going to flame you when you got all the ganks bottom and are like really behind bot side he's like well i'm 11 and 2 and you guys suck it's like it it, it feels bad to kind of have to defer to that player but sometimes you have to do that to win the game yeah completely i think we're on the same page for that just uh be less down on yourself you can win a lot more games than you think yeah Every game is winnable if cool. you DDoS your opponent. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is I want to quickly, like this doesn't have to be a long discussion, but I want to talk about Riot's monetization because I was someone who was on the side for a long time of like, yeah, whatever, just fucking don't buy stuff. And I think it, it kind of is, <laughs> is kind of getting worse. Um, so this goes back from like years ago. Like I'm talking like 10 years ago, people were talking about how Riot's monetization is maybe not predatory, but like, predatory, but like... Uh, it's bad. Um, and this was like back when, so skins, the, the expensive skins used to be 975. And then there was a day where I said, hey, we're going to up the skin quality, but they're going to be 13, whatever the fucking cost is, right? Um, which is a pretty fucking big increase for like a base skin cost to begin with. Um, whatever, that's fine. Um, move along. Uh, we then have like legendary skins, which before were like kind of like a every, like they, they in like seasons one through, I don't know, six or so. I think we got like a legendary skin every quarter, I would say. Maybe even every half year, right? They were like pretty like unique things. And now we get a legendary skin every patch, which is fine. Um it definitely is like a, a way for them to make a lot of money. And then the next discussion is ultimate skins, which I don't agree on. People say ultimate skins are cash grabs. They like are low quality compared to the other ones, like mostly naming the Seraphine, the Misfortune, and now the Samira one. Um but still they're $30 skins and people don't think they're quality whatever right and then most recently we've come to the whole thing of the gin chrome which is the $200 gacha system chroma right and that's pretty obviously a cash grab um they literally say it's targeted towards whales um which is not great um they're seven dollar boxes and you have to buy 30 of them to guarantee it which is a little spooky um and that's a little worrisome and then today TFT, or like this week, TFT announced their new loot thing. So TFT has been having gacha systems for a while. Um, so TFT started out with like, the, the idea for TFT's monetization, by the way, is that you can buy stuff at every single price point, right? If you just want to buy a little legend, you can buy an egg for like two bucks. If you want to buy a specific little legend, you can buy a specific little legend for like five bucks, right? If you want to buy like a a uh, map skin, you can buy like a map skin for like ten bucks. If you want to buy the battle pass, which has a bunch of stuff, you can buy that for like fifteen bucks. If you want to buy um, a chibi little legend, you can buy that for like twenty five bucks or whatever, right? Um, and then they introduced like the the really high paying like gacha systems like legend ultimate arenas and uh like special chibi little legends right and those were things you had to roll for um sometimes you'd roll up to like 200 dollars to get the the guaranteed gacha pull on these things right and to for this week they announced um prestige dragon mancer yasuo chibi little legend right and <laughs> so it, it's a gacha system again um and it's 32 guarantee get it and you know how much each pull is colton uh 20 dollars 
pretty well. It's, it's fucking, it's, uh, it's, uh, $15. It's like, uh, yeah, like 15 bucks. Uh, <laughs> and you have to, 30 to guarantee it. You know what that equals? 500 fucking dollars. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It, it is. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing, right? Where it's like, I, the only money I've ever spent on TFT was like buying the content passes, which personally I feel like yep. have all been good values. Like it's like $20 and you get like six eggs and arena skin, like an emo, you get like, you know, you get a lot of stuff. Um, but it, it it is insane. Like you're saying that like, there's the potential there for that to be a $600 little legend or $500 little legend. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Because there are it, people it feels, who are going to keep bad. rolling. Yeah, and it's like, and, and like once again, I fucking hate the idea of slippery slope. But like, man, that slope is looking slippery. It is. <laughs> like, 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 as because I was like of the mindset of like a lot of a lot of like the shit that li- like TFT like pedals. I'm like, it's kind of just garbage. Like, I'm not gonna pay for a, a fucking map skin or whatever. I'm definitely not gonna roll for like fucking stuff for like 200 bucks or whatever but the fact is that stuff is very popular and does very well and it's become normalized and it allows them to do this yeah <laughs> it allows them to do more and again it's it's one of those things where like it, it's tough because even though it's like a very fringe case that like this negatively impacts somebody financially it's like i i don't want that to be possible because the high never matches that that low Right, like there's there's no amount of value from a skin in League of Legends that can really ever compare to like I'm gonna just say like a gambling addict like having severe detriments to their life because they're like chasing after this fucking skin. And and yeah. I think like much more realistically, what this probably does is like there's probably a, like again, it's not a huge amount of people, but there's a slice of the League of Legends player base who's like 15 year old kids who get an allowance and spend that allowance every week to buy another egg because they yeah. want it right <laughs> and then they yeah. just don't understand and it's like that's uh, i don't know it's it's so fucked and like dude at 500 is just fucked like the fact that every pull is like a legendary league of legends skin is crazy yeah <laughs> I think legendary League of Legends skins aren't worth it. And that's like that dude, it's so crazy to me. Like I, I just don't know how stuff like gets to this point. Like that's the worry, like some things. Like, fuck. Are we allowing this to happen? And it, it, yeah, it, and like it's because they keep escalating it, right? Where it's like, well, this is cooler than the last one, and the last one was ten dollars, so I guess we gotta make this fifteen. And it's like, no. No, you don't. Like there there certainly yeah. could be a world where what you do is that one that came out three years ago that was ten dollars then. Make it seven dollars now. Make the new one. Yeah, $10. You, you introduce the new one. Is, yeah, right. Like, but but no, that's that's not how that's gonna happen. And like, yeah, I yeah. I, I can definitely see like some kid like using their allowance every week or like even like I don't fucking skipping lunch, right? Where it's like their mom gives them like five bucks for lunch, and instead of buying an actual lunch, they like buy a bag of chips for a dollar to so that they can have four dollars to spend on riot points. I knew tons of people that will like like get an allowance or whatever, and they'd fucking spend it on like Maple Story cards or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you know yeah I, mean? like, I think we all did that at like at one point growing up, where it's like we don't have income, but we're playing these games where we're like, there's the shiny <laughs> skins we want, and it's just like, it's 
again yeah like it, it, yeah. it is a slippery slope argument but man that slope's like slippery man yeah, that's what i mean like as much as i hate it man i'm like maybe they have a point. right like, <laughs> like and especially it in right like we've been we've been slowly sliding down that for 14 years and i think it's accelerated a little bit these last couple can you can you imagine yeah. going back to like season three aiden right let's go back 10 years and and you told him that they there was like a, a system where you could get like a random chance at skins and he's like oh that sounds pretty cool and it's like if you want the one like the one for the character you play it could cost you six hundred dollars yeah like what I mean, just even think about it, like, the backlash that they'll get for, like, stuff like this will never be as big as, like, the profit that they're gaining from it. Like, like the biggest thing I can think of is, like, fucking, like, eight years ago or whatever, when they changed prices of skins from 975 to 13 whatever, that's, like, a 30% increase in, like, the price of the skins or whatever. Um, There was a shitload of backlash back then. I remember it. Um, I thought it was ridiculous as well. But, like, imagine if they didn't go through that change how much money have they, what did they have oh, lost yeah. if every skin now was like still 975 <laughs> yeah and it, it it's wild right because yeah, like, like hundreds of millions of dollars it, hundreds of millions like, of dollars from like from a jpeg right They're, it's it's a digital product yeah. that costs them like some amount of money up front to produce and zero dollars to infinitely copy and sell uh, you know millions more times <laughs> yeah um fuck uh uh i guess the other thing like it's kind of related to this is the world's uh collector bundle or whatever like uh it's called i'm not sure if you saw this uh i'm trying to find a the world's unlock bundle um so for worlds this year they have announced uh a cool it's, i think the idea is cool uh, they announced world's unlocked collector edition um so there's two editions this is a like kind of a world specific thing so there's the digital edition which is like um you get the world's pass uh you get renekton as a character you get renekton's world skin you get renekton's world's chroma you get uh two emotes and you get a um uh icon right for the low, low price of sixty-five USD, sixty-five dollars, <laughs> it's, it's pretty high. Um, especially because if you start breaking that out, you're like, okay, the world's the pass is fifteen dollars usually, yeah. right? Like fifteen-ish. Um, uh, Ren, you can let's just say Renekton as a character is ten if you needed to buy. I'm sure. Uh, Renekton skin is like ten-ish if you wanted the Renekton skin. Um, the the emotes and icons, I don't know what the fuck you charge that like two bucks a pop or whatever. Um. And it works out like okay, so the world's chroma that you're getting special through this is worth twenty something dollars. <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's, it's so weird looking at like a microtransaction game like League versus, for example, right like Baldur's Gate that cost me like seventy dollars, and I've probably put more than seventy hours into it. Like the, yeah, and the, the value. Like, I understand like those are two different things, but yeah, it is crazy being like okay, I can buy a bunch of icons and skins and stuff or i can buy a triple a game that will like i'll get enjoyment out of for like 40 plus yeah hours. and like I, I don't know as someone who has put a lot of money in this game and bought a lot of skins if if there was a program tomorrow opened up where i could trade away three of my skins to to get a triple a game <laughs> right like let me let me go into my skin library and i'm gonna trade away two kazakh skins and a, a belveth skin that i never use and I, yeah. I just like get Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Dude, I mean, if there was an, if there was a button like right now, like obviously it's like some cost. It's like if there's a button on your account right now, it's like you can refund every single skin and you get thirty percent of their value. Mm-hmm. 
you'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> you would do it, right? I would absolutely fucking do um, that. And I would go buy a new computer with that money. <laughs> you'd put a down payment on a car. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some people put um, a down payment I, on a house. They put some money into this yeah. game. And then there's also the the World's Collector Physical Edition, which is all the digital stuff that we talked about. But then you also get um, an exclusive Teemo figurine, uh, like a little Teemo guy. Um, you get a Tiburus plush. You get a World's 2023 hat, and you get a World's 2023 pin. And that's will cost you for the low price of $150. That's not bad. $125, um, which... Honestly, there's way more value out of the physical thing. Not because, uh, like, I'm not going to go down the argument of, hey, this is all $5 Chinese shit and it's not worth anything anyways. I, I I think there can be value in products that companies sell, right? Even if the plush costs them a dollar to make in China, it's still, like, a physical thing that they would sell for $20 in a store, right? I'm not going to go down that path. Um, I think this has value in the fact that it's kind of a cool thing that, like, commemorates worlds, right? Like, Yeah, absolutely. It, it, and, and like, like, as much... Yeah, I, I really dislike that argument also of, like, this was made cheaply. I hate it, Right, yeah. it's, like, even, <laughs> like, okay, like, you got this hoodie that you spent $50 on that probably cost them, like, $6 to make. Like... Yeah, look at the picture I put in chat. Like, look at that. that's a cool... I, I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to pay $125, US but I, that's a cool thing to put up in your house if you were into Worlds, right? Yeah. Like, like it's, like, a little display yeah, and thing. Like, I, I'm somebody who, like, has bought a good amount of League of Legends merch. Like, I bought figurines. I bought shirts, hats, hoodies... And, like, all of that, I feel like, was, a f- like, a fine value. There there definitely yeah. have been, like, certain items from, like, man, it's insane that that jacket's $140. Like, I'm th- I'm not going to buy that at that price point. Um, but, again, I think, like, it, in comparison to some of the digital stuff, we're, we're again, yeah. right? Like, if I... <laughs> I'm 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 at at the fucking arena watching LCS finals and I go up to the merch booth and they have a little button that says log into your account and you can trade your DJ Sona and your fucking other <laughs> ultimate skins. You can trade two ultimate skins and just take a hoodie. I'm doing that every yeah. fucking time. <laughs> Dude, there's a booth where you can uh you can trade in one skin and get a burger at a, a live event. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so sick. Make it yeah, make it like CS:GO. And just all of the skins can just be traded in open market. Oh, dude, that'd be sick. That'd be, dude, that'd be hell. That'd be so hell. <laughs> it's it's insane, like, how much of a, an economy and, like, trading and betting sites and, like, swapping and, get, like, a whole yeah. market came out of it. It's insane. Anyways, this is just to say that I, I, I do think, like, as much as I'm a, I'm a bit of a riot step, dude, I think their monetization, monetization is definitely predatory or at the very least leaning towards predatory at times. yeah uh and it, as players all we can really do is like continue talking about it and not buy these things right yeah it definitely gets normalized so that's for sure right like and, and like yeah end of the day though right like if if nobody buys this egg because they think that that value proposition isn't good you know what riot games doesn't ever do again that same value proposition Right yeah. now, they're going to go ahead and do that same thing, and the egg is going to cost 10% less. And they're going to see, can we get away with it at this price point? But, like, they're just going to keep going yeah. up if people keep buying it. Yeah, I mean, they specifically chose the Dragon t- dragon Tamer Chibi Yasa or whatever because that's their best-selling Chibi already, right? So it's the prestige edition of that. Because yeah. right? they want to see what the potential of this could be. Yeah, right? they're going to make millions <laughs> of dollars. 
Yep. Uh, and it launches in China, too. It launches in China, like, this patch, and then it doesn't launch in NA till 2024 or something like that. And it's like, they're just testing markets, man. That's all this is, right? It's just a marketing exercise. <laughs> like, uh, fuck. All right. Um, well, hey, that's our... Want to talk about Roundtable? Oh, yeah, let's go for it. So last week's question was, you, if you had to make a League of Legends toy, uh, what would it be and why? From our Twitter, we got one from Bill who said, Smith & Wesson already has some metal throwing cards in packs of four. Make some modeled after Twisted Fates W and substitute the fourth suit for his basic deck. That's so fucking cool. Imagine getting a metal, like, Twisted Fate, like, uh, stack deck, like, cards. That'd, That'd be so be cool, sick, dude. Yeah. Or even just getting right doesn't right wasn't right just do playing cards like TF playing cards. <laughs> yeah, they, they oh, their fuck. their merch is so weak for like as much monetization as they do. Like their merch arm is just fucking so small. Again, like it took so long to get splash art posters, and it's still only for like select ones. <laughs> yeah, they just choose ones that they want to. <laughs> it's so leaving weird, millions man. on the table. Uh, from our Discord, we got a bunch. Uh, one from uh, Pards Bay. He says, uh, uh, if, if, if you had asked us a few years ago, I would have said Draven spinning axes as fidget spinners. That's really, really good. Um, uh, Bad Lucky Bobby said, I want a Zach-style stretch Armstrong. It's perfect for him. Um, uh, Justice for Community Game Gary says, uh, but imagine a Lego theme for League of Legends. How sick would that be? Yeah, it doesn't even need to be after a character. Dude, just like Le- Lego partnering with League of Legends would be crazy. <laughs> Again, millions of dollars. Mil- <laughs> yeah. Oh, millions. They partner with everyone too. It's just like obviously Riot is very protective of their IP. Um, and then last but not least, uh, one from Razgrazy says, a spinning top Garen. I thought, dude, that'd be sick. Oh, he said, wait, no, a Garen Beyblade. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that'd be cool there's there's also like what like electronic like things you can do where it could like make it spin perpetually and like look yeah. like he's just spinning like that would be such a sick figurine where you just like plug in the double a battery and then like garen just spins indefinitely <laughs> that's actually right? so like, sick. that'd be such a sick figurine yeah anything for like desk stuff is like cool mm-hmm. too um Cool. Uh, this week's roundtable question is: If Riot made a live-action League of Legends show, who would you cast to play a champion on the show? Oh, this is this is so hard because there's just like so many characters. I mean, I guess we can pretty quickly eliminate like the animals and monsters. I was gonna say Owen Wilson could play Tom Kent. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd be so sick, right? <laughs> I don't know if I uh, if I see. Give me Danny DeVito, Tom Kent. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, like I, I think like like some of the go tos to me. The first one I thought of was like Henry Seville as Jace. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like oh, there's there's so many good ones. Uh, but I, I, yeah, you'd have to like narrow it down to like what characters, what story. I could definitely see a League of Legends live action at some point. Oh, though. for sure. It'd probably be like more like a political drama almost. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many ways you could go with it depending on which characters you wanted. Yeah, oh, it's cool. Who's a? Uh... Can we get like J.K. Simmons as Swain? <laughs> Dude, that'd be so that'd be cool. So <laughs> sick. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to let us know uh, what who you'd cast in the live-action League of Legends, you can hit us up on our Twitter at LeagueCast. Send us an email, mail at LeagueCastPodcast.com, or come into our roundtable and post... Come into our Discord and post in our roundtable section. That's discord.gg slash LeagueCast. And we're here, finally. It's Mail Fight. We're at the end of the show. 
Uh, we only have two emails this week, so we show uh, three, and we'll be able to get through them pretty quick. First one is from Domination7. Hey, Leadcast. Recently, I have gone to the Aiden School of simply not playing the game as much due to not having a whole lot of fun. Early in the season, I had several lost streaks and was not enjoying the game, so I decided to change something up and play only to enjoy the game. Since making that decision, I've been playing Darius Jungle and enjoying the heck out of the game because Darius Jungle is what I think is fun. I've had better decision making and I've been climbing with a 70% win rate, all thanks to a much more positive mental attitude going into it. All this is to say that I think that mental is the most important part of League. Do you guys think mental is more important than game sense? I'm not apologizing for the length of this email. You guys are the best. I think mental's crazy important, right? <laughs> like, like there's games where, like, if you're already in, like, a bad mood, you're already, like, down in League of Legends, and then you start losing, dude, you're not winning that game. Like, you're not you're not coming back from that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, uh, mental is super, super, super important. I think a lot of people, including myself, like, don't actually have a good read on where they're at mentally after a game and going into a new game. Um, and, like... Again, like I think <laughs> there are certain times, man, where Trevor's in a bad mood and like he misses a cannon minion and that game is done for him. He misses that cannon and he's like, fuck this, I'm running it, FF. I think there's also so many snap FF votes after like one bad fight. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I feel like everyone like has, I mean, okay, a lot of people have that thing in them where like if they lose a fucking game and they're mad about it, all you want to do is just fucking queue up again and just win a game. And it's not going to make you feel better. It's just going to like, make you feel less bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's wild uh but definitely yeah like mental is a super important aspect of the game um it's yeah uh, definitely hey congratulations on the success keep it up sounds like yeah 70 percent win rate is sick yeah biggest thing i want to stress though is just like uh not only like does it affect your like overall gameplay but also just like remember like a video game should negatively affect your life at all either mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like there's definitely like ventis are like i i'm in a bad mood from like league and i don't enjoy it and like i walk away from like league session i'm just like, like my day is worse and that should not happen right like that that's an unhealthy relationship with the game and uh that's when you should know when to take breaks from the game definitely and yeah it's 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 a it's a weird spectrum where like Sometimes it's just like a little nuisance and sometimes it's like compounding on other things. Uh, th- there yeah. are certainly like other games, not League of Legends, where like things have happened. And it's just like I'm, I'm walking away from this like actually upset for like an hour because of something that happened. Um, and mm-hmm. like, you know, like that's not a, a great thing to happen. But I, I, as long as that's not consistently ex- your experience, I think you're OK. Right. Like having a bad game now and then where you're like a little upset like sure it happens but if every time you go to play league of legends you kill three hours and then leave it feeling bad about yourself and bad about the game probably probably take a break yeah for sure Cool. Next one's from Yuot. Uh, he says, speaking of the weakest champion game, shout outs to that time League cast collectively agreed that MF was the weakest champion in the game, only for her to be labeled OP within the next two weeks with no balance changes. Always found it funny. This episode reminded me of it. Yuot. Um, so, <laughs> in our defense, no one was no one was building fucking Dusklade on her, because uh, no one knew that it worked like that on her. Uh, I feel like that's most of the reason why she was like super fucking busted but uh, it is funny when we make calls like that and then it's just like off i don't remember this at all 
it was like right we were talking about like 80 carries and how strong they were we said mf was like pretty bad she's like low mobility pretty low damage her lethality builds like a lot worse since the changes and then it, we people found out that samira and misfortune their alts don't break duskblade thing like literally the next oh, week okay. so she was like strong it was like that time gotcha <laughs> yeah hey yeah. it just turns funny. out uh even people who know a lot about the game are wrong about the game pretty often yeah uh, <laughs> so just remember that when you try and say something definitively about the game and finally it's fun to make definitive calls though <laughs> it, it, it is so fun to make definitive calls uh final email from some dude with no name um we're gonna call him leroy until we he puts a name in his email uh so hey leroy thanks for the email Hi, I was the guy who sent in the last email and said thank you for all your dedication. I was just thinking about this week's roundtable, and to have an actual Renek toy as a figurine would be super cool. Yeah, it is kind of wild that they like made the toys skin line and didn't make those toys available. You just make a little action figure. It sells like fucking right. Like, and (laughs) and it would be it would be so easy. Make it make it like a a fifteen dollar action figure, but you can get a twenty five dollar version that comes with a skin code. Easy, easy money, <laughs> dude. What are they, yeah, that's. Cr- <laughs> I don't think they do that for anything. Why do they? Why do they have like fucking figures for like every character in the fucking game, and none of them have skin codes? Right, always. <laughs> you could just bake value into it. Like. It's like it's literally free money. I don't know, man. Put me in charge of merchandising at Riot Games. I make them a billion dollars within five years. I make them a billion dollars easy. Yeah, that's sick. Cool. Thank you, Leroy. <laughs> and that is it for Mail Fight. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. If you guys want to email us, you can email us at mail at leadcastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash kinglardout, bluebasket, or forward slash leadcastfrost. You can tweet at us, twitter.com slash leadcast, or x.com slash leadcast, I guess, uh, facebook.com forward slash leadcast. You can visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com, join our Discord, leadcastpodcast.com slash discord or you can use the easier one discord.gg forward slash leadcast that's where all the conversation happens the community games the us sharing reddit posts and then tearing them in pieces because this person doesn't know how the game works it's all happening there discord.gg slash leadcast you should be in there and finally you can support us financially at patreon.com forward slash leadcast Become a Tumo or maybe even a Threemo uh, really helps us in the show. And that is all we have for you. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.